I'm like cutting the fucking intro to the goddamn episode, and Sam's just over here, goddamn belching into the okay, mic. Okay, that was not a belch. That was nowhere near. It sounded like it on my end. <laughs> I think if I were to drink the rest of that beer, it would have been. It would have been the worst smell ever. Oh my god! Just death. Mm. <laughs> We're, we're cramming multiple episodes in a night because Sam's leaving town. So I Christian's like- referencing, um, you know what? We'll, we'll just go ahead and tell him. We mentioned earlier on this year that we procured some cryptid themed seltzers that are Halloween based. We that, did? Yeah. Oh. When I first talked about them. Oh. All right, when I first got them, I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. But... We procured these in Knoxville, Tennessee, when we went to go visit a friend of ours. I saw them on sale, and I was like, I have to have these. They were on sale. Yeah. We're foreshadowing for a moment. We bought them in January. Last January? Uh, This past past January. So we bought them in January, which means they sat on shelves for a hot minute. And then I've been keeping them in the fridge. At least they were cold. For spooky season. Um. But yeah, it, I'll post the video of it on our Instagram, and I know Sam will post it on uh, TikTok. There's always there's already a little teaser on there. So yeah, just so you guys know, we we got fucking played. Mm, I feel like except I, for Christian. Christian got the good one. After um, I switched with you, I did not. I have corpse mouth currently. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like she's been eating a loved one frogman's asshole. Like, oh, God. At least, so she's got corpse mouth and I've got minty fresh breath. (laughs) You're going to have the mintiest of farts later. Oh, dude. It's going to be bad. But. God help if one of our kitties lays next to your ass, we're going to burn all of their hair off. It's this thing's like literally drinking Listerine, and the only reason I'm drinking is because I paid sixteen dollars for these. <laughs> for six of them. For six of them, yes. And they are atrocious, but it was fun and worth it. And we hope you guys enjoyed this. <laughs> we will be doing it again. Uh, yeah, we have another round for. So I'll put the video out when we post the first scripted episode. There's another one. Yeah, we're gonna do another <laughs> round. Um. When we do the next cryptid oh, episode, you guys so. are baby hate cryptids. <laughs> I mean, Impossible. you picked the Jersey Devil, and it was good. And then you felt bad for Sam for drinking swamp ass in a can, <laughs> liquid swamp ass. It was very soupy. That shit was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
smelled like straight up fucking cat food. But no, it was we'll very post sulfur-y. those videos. Um, each cryptid we're doing, we're only doing two cryptids this year. Uh, we're we've been asked by listeners to lead more into the paranormal, so that's mm-hmm. what we're doing this year. Uh, last year we did vampires. We leaned into that. That was requested. So we're going to lean more into the the haunted shit this year. Spooky. Which is why we're covering shadow people in this <clears throat> series. And tonight we're covering the hat man. But before we get into that, thank you for listening to Creeps in the Crypt. This is Eric and I'm joined by... Crochet. We're part of her. <laughs> What's left of her. What's left of her. What's left of Sam? What's left of Sam? So, a little bit of crypt keeping before we go any further. Please make sure your auto downloads are on on Apple Podcast. And if you listen on Spotify, go to share the show and share it in your story on Instagram. And I will repost it on our page as a thank you. Um, Sharing's caring. And this is the time of year where we care. Care a lot. (laughs) So I now, mean, this continues on with our, our Halloween <clears throat> addiction. So. Yeah, I mean, I opened up a Home Depot card just about Halloween decorations. So as you should, it was yeah. an adult decision. Yeah, I needed another twelve foot tall animatronic with other stuff. Included. With other stuff, yes, like an eight foot tall pumpkin stack. I was not talking about them. that, but okay, we'll go with that. <clears throat> well, you know, it is spooky season. I was talking about adulting things. Oh, like yeah. lawnmowers. Yeah, yeah, I I do need to buy a lawnmower. Yeah. I'll even let you put spooky stickers on it. If okay. it makes Ooh, you, if it makes you uh, all right, I'm sold. But anyway, guys, <laughs> without further ado, let's get into Shadow People Part Two: The Hat Man Cometh. The Hat Man. So the Hat Man and other sleep paralysis figures, like the demon, the werewolf, or the crone. <clears throat> have been the focus of documentaries and horror films, and fans of The Haunting of Hill House might even find a similarity to one of the scariest ghosts for the Netflix series. I have not watched that yet. Mm-mm. The Hat Man it's is... Good. Is it? Yeah. I probably won't watch it at night. The Hat Man is said to be an evil entity often placed in the category of paranormal phenomena referred to as shadow people, which we discussed last episode. But the Hat Man is a singular character inside that broader category, reported to have particular character traits, a more solid outline than most shadow people, and an especially notable visual marker. He's always wearing a hat. That's not to say he doesn't like to change up his style every now and then. Some He's pe- very fashion forward. <clears throat> he is. He's versatile. Some people report encountering the hat man in an old-timey clothing, a long trench coat or cape, and various hats, usually a top hat, fedora, or some kind of wide-brimmed hat. Some have seen him with red eyes. Others report a featureless dark face. But he's always tall, six feet at minimum, and even more often, people say he's about eight to ten feet tall, forcing him to crouch while standing. Imagine opening your eyes at night and seeing a hunched figure bending unnaturally away to keep from hitting your ceiling fan with the top of his hat. I mean, this phenomenon, tons of people have seen. Mm-hmm. Including me. I've mm-hmm. only seen it once. I know you've seen it. This mm-hmm. is the one that we referenced last episode. 
Um, I saw it in my doorway. Uh, right I after. I did not see mine in my doorway. Yeah, uh, mine was right in the doorway. I didn't have sleep paralysis. I didn't either. I lurched. I like got straight up out of bed, like set up in bed, and then it just like vaporized into the wall. It was fucking strange. I have not brought anything home. Well, this was back when I lived at my parents' condo. Oh, well, that makes me not void. I like how you put a disclaimer. I did not bring anything home. Mm, questionable. I brought the loo. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I love her. Such a human action on an inhuman figure has to be especially eerie, mm. which I can't imagine. My hat man did not do that. Yeah, if it's like looming over me, that's that's a whole nother fucking kettle oh of fish. Goodness. They say he sometimes carries a gold pocket watch that he'll occasionally glance at, which is interesting. It suggests that he's sticking around long enough to be curious about the time. Well, what also <clears throat> that recommend like that suggests is he's more than just like an interdimensional drifter. Like, kind of caught in between time. Mm -hmm. So, if he's holding a physical item, mm -hmm. he's just cloaked. So, he's he's anchored to this realm. He's not, like, phasing, like shift phasing in, in, in mm -hmm. and out of reality. The pocket watch is always, like, there when it's seen. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, clear as day. It's not, like, a shadowy <clears throat> gold-tinged pocket watch. It's, like... A gold pocket watch. Yeah, it's straight up like you can see it. Which I find that just super creepy and fascinating. Yeah, I kind of like it. Luckily for most who meet with him, the hat man doesn't seem intent on inflicting physical harm. What he's actually after is slower, more insidious. He just watches the sleeper, sometimes arching his overlong body over their bed. It's said that even though he doesn't touch his victims, they can feel evil emanating from him in waves. They can feel that he wants to do them harm. There's a theory on why the hat man uses a look-don't-touch approach for a calculated reason. It creates fear and panic in his subject that he can then feed off of. When he's not hovering over the sleeper, he employs two other common methods of viewing his prey. Looking at the sleeper through the mirror or sitting and watching them from the corner, which I learned. He's a shadow from, cuck. That's not what I learned. Mm. Um, a girl on TikTok, she's, I believe she's Colombian. I could be wrong, but I think, I don't, I don't, I think I'm right. But her name on TikTok is Tati's Creepy Stories. Mm -hmm. And she's very quickly become my internet auntie. I love her. Um, she told me that an empty, not me specifically, but like the video, um, that an empty chair in your room is an invite for something paranormal to come in and sit down and watch you. And that's why I continue to keep my laundry there. I do keep chair, uh, shirts <clears throat> on my chair in the bedroom. See? Same. I keep my, now I keep my extra throw pillows and my pocketbook. In my chair. I keep a loo. That's she does like thing. to sit there, so that is something paranormal that does like to sit in Yeah, but chair. I think those cancel each other out. She is paranormal in her own way. She, she keeps paranormal, paranormal out. 
paranormal. I love her. When he's finally had his fill of fear and decides to leave, he shows another contrast to shadow people who are usually said to dissipate where they stand by actually using the door and either walking or gliding through it. This suggests a degree of physical control that the other shadow people may not have, perhaps due to the more solid outline that those who have encountered the hat man have remarked on. He can appear to anyone at any time, but the pattern seems to be that the hat man often comes around people who are in turmoil, not unlike the appearance of poltergeists who feed off the strong energy of those in distress in order to manifest. Which is fascinating because when I saw this thing, my friend had just been murdered like the year before, and I was like really fucked up over it. I don't recall being in any turmoil when it, the the crazy thing is I wasn't like I was freaked out, but I wasn't like petrified or anything. Well, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, mine was very. Uh, it didn't like I didn't feel any like. Fear. You just it saw startled a me. Yeah, for sure. That's probably why me. they dipped out. It dipped out is because it wasn't like able to feed on us in that way maybe i mean uh do you mean to talk about it now or later i mean you can talk about it now okay it's fine. well i was laying in my old bed um which is my can my mom's canopy bed from when she was like six years old um and i used to sleep i had finally so the white misty thing that i talked about last mm -hmm. episode um that was the last time i slept in pitch black by myself that scared the shit out of me um, so I finally gotten, like, I've been, I was in my late twenties at this time. Um, <clears throat> it took me that long. I, it's fine. Um, but I like, I remember waking up and I see, I mean, it's pitch black, but I see this like blacker than black like it i could see the outline of it i could see the hat the wide brim fedora hat and he just like came around my canopy and like was sitting down on my bed and i like shot up and i just like flicked my light on there was nothing there and i was like what the fuck was that and then i went back to sleep see mine didn't have like the fedora mine definitely it was definitely a wide brim fedora a hundred percent so this one was like a big like Almost like an Amish hat. Like you'd see like a Mennonite wear. It was very wide brimmed, but it was like round at the top. Oh, so like a kind of not. Kind of like a cowboy hat, but. So like a beat, like one of the beach straw hats, but not straw. Yeah. Like one of the felt ones that just have the. Yeah, basically. Round. So, I mean, the brim of this hat had to have been like six inches on each side mm, that's that's like, wide brimmed yeah it was it was a very wide brimmed hat mine i don't think mine was that wide he looked like the dude from fucking mortal Kombat that throws the hat and cuts ray people. no no ryan, that, ryan or whatever his name is uh no not raiden but uh oh fuck what's his name no the idea. dude that throws his hat i don't know i don't know, I don't know. I, people tell me in the fucking comments i'm sure but, More than likely. Yeah. Uh, the name evades me right now. Mine was like, think influencers in the fall. Wide rim fedora hat. Mm. 
I got you. Yeah. And I could like see, you know. Did he have Uggs and a pumpkin spice too? No, he did not. I think she would have felt better if that was the choice. Honestly, I'd have been like, sup, man? You got another one? Are you going to share? Sharing is caring. Um, But yeah, like, you know that the... I know the hat. I have one. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, But the outline of him was like... It was very odd. Yeah, it... It was almost like... not staticky, like you know the. It's it's like hazy. It's like. It's somewhere between like a haze and a flicker. No, I. For me, at least. I don't know if you could call mine a haze or a flicker. You know, like the. Uh, where you get where you take a picture, and that flash is like uh-huh. in your face, and it gets a little fuzzy. Yeah. It was like that, all around him. Okay, yeah, I, that's the that's kind of what I'm trying to describe. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So there was like an aura, almost kind of, off of, but it, it yeah. wasn't like that's kind of what I'm saying. Like the outline was like shimmery. Yeah, it was like shimmering, glitchy looking. It was, yeah. it was freaky. Yeah, I, that's what scared me. And then it took me a while. Like when I first started hearing about the hat and people talking about their hat man experiences, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh. Is that what that was? And we are going to be going into a website later on in the episode with a ton of different people's encounters with this thing. I pulled some good ones. And it'll be awesome. But anyway, let's continue on. The shadowy figure has become a dominant character in pop culture, fueled by TikTok's fascination with the paranormal. As we discussed in the last episode, shadow people are commonly reported by people under the effects of delirium substances like you know, things like Benadryl. So I, kn- I don't know if you guys out there have seen this TikTok, but I'm going to play it right now. I can't take Benadryl because I owe the hat man money and I just don't want to see him. Dude, that shit cracked me up so bad when I first saw it because I was like, it started this whole TikTok challenge like called the Hat Man Challenge where these people would just like take a shit ton of Benadryl and try to see the Hat Man. That's wild. Yeah. Mm. but How do you owe the Hat Man money? Well, I mean, that's the joke. Oh. It's kind of like the people that go around and there's like a TikTok feed of all these different like influencers going, the Mothman stole my catalytic converter. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a dude who I would guarantee you the hat man does never, he never wants to visit this guy. I found this when I was looking up Benadryl challenge. Oh Lord. Benadryl. Before you have sex. If you want to be horny for two or three hours like you've never been in your life, and you have access to marijuana too, good weed, listen to me. True weed alone can get you really hornier than normal, but Benadryl, take about 10, 12 Benadryl before you want to have your sexual fun with your partner or whatever you do or masturbate, all right? Uh, about an hour later when you feel it just kicking in, smoke your weed then. And then, 
go ahead and get horny. And I promise you, it'll be millions of times more. You'll be so blissfully horny that you will not want to come. <laughs> Trust me. It's better than an orgasm. I've been up for like 48 hours straight before. I've been on drilling weed on my computer watching girl, women wrestling. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the hat man would be scared of that. I mean, he has a very trustworthy face. 10 or 12 Benadryl and you're not in a coma? It's called resistance. He's tried it before. He's built up a tolerance. If I I take Benadryl, I'm down. I mean, I'm going to trust that guy. Goodbye. Take time now. There's, there's got to be more to that than Benadryl. But like An we talked hour? about last episode, meth? though, people on meth see meth? the hat man. <laughs> or shadow people. So he is a shadow He's a shadow person. He's like, I stayed up for 48 hours. An hour for 10 to 12 Benadryls to kick in? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't ever think the hat man showed up at that guy's house. He's like, he probably looked in that dude was just like furiously beating off. He's like... I'm out. <laughs> I'm good. Why was he sucking on the balloon? He was doing whippets. You ever heard of whippets before? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I've only heard it out of like whipped cream cans and whatnot. No, you can shoot a nitrous canister um, into a balloon, like one of the big balloons, and then. Huh. I never it. would have thought of that. Um. Drugs make you do weird things. Like, take 10 to 12 Benadryl and masturbate furiously. And last an hour after. I take whatever the prescribed dose is. What, two? One? I take one. And I'm fucked up from that. I'm out. You can't. I have 10 minutes before I am I am stupid. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't think Hatman's ever showing up at that guy's house. So. I don't blame the Hatman. He, he might have showed up one time and just said, fuck this, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this guy's like smoking meth and doing Benadryl and, and women's and weed. Jacking off. Watching women's wrestling. <laughs> oh, shit. I love that it. That is just. But yeah, social media and the Hatman. It's, it's a phenomenon. It's something, all right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But there's another drug being used that is showing people Hatman. The case of the Hatman and ayahuasca hallucinations is a strange one. Too common to be a coincidence and too weird to be anything else. Ayahuasca is a mixture taken traditionally by shaman of the Amazon made up of a cocktail of active drugs most significant of which is the uh, <sighs> fuck dimethyltryptamine? Di- yeah, dimethyl tri- dimethyl dimethyltryptamine. Yep. 
You nailed it. <laughs> All my years of or watching Grey's paid off. DMT. Yeah. That. Thanks, Joe Rogan. All my years of watching Grey's Anatomy has finally paid off. Mm. The scientific analysis states that ayahuasca can change the brain waves to set you in a dream walking state. So it's basically like lucid dreaming. Uh, it's more than that. You you become one with the universe and all of its matter from how it's been described to me. I've never done this one. No, I've never. Because um, it basically makes like 15 minutes seem like an eternal epoch. I love that. Yeah. So like you, you watch the the death cycle of the universe and then all of a sudden you're just back in reality. That sounds terrifying. Yes, there's some people that say they've seen their dead relatives on this stuff. Like it, it's some people use it. That's why you have to have a shaman. You, this is not something you like just do on a weekend. This is, no, it's not like Molly. No, which is, fun. I've never done Molly. It's, it's a good time, but it's possible that ayahuasca impacts the brain in a very particular way, triggering, triggering hallucinations of the hat man. After many people started to complain about the same incident, the investigations and medical diagnoses of the patients gave a final verdict. It was identified that ayahuasca behind all of these hallucinations. This left the only mystery of why all the hallucinations were the same. <clears throat> if ayahuasca was the reason for the hallucinations, then why is it that everyone had the same vision and gave similar descriptions of the hat man? NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers start, first started seeing the shadowy figure after his ayahuasca-fueled trips in Peru during the 2020 and 2022 off-seasons. Aaron says, quote, he will sometimes appear in the distance, usually veiled by darkness, holding the corpse of a dead rabbit and sometimes a blade. End quote. He now fears being in the locker room alone. And after he claims the lights started to flicker and turn off one by one. It was behind me, not even breathing hard. I heard its feet hitting the ground in a constant rhythm. I ran to my car, opened the door, and slammed it behind me and locked it as fast as I could. End quote. Dude, and I'm wanting to know if uh, the hat man got him uh, during that Jets game. Ugh. Took out his Achilles tendon. I saw that shit pop. Took out his Achilles tendon? Uh, Not the hat man, but like, yeah, he, shit. Yeah, he was like in the middle of a play and you there's a like a really good video of his... You can just see his Achilles tendon just. <gasps> yeah. So I, know, I wonder if the hat man it. did it. <laughs> Aaron even blamed the Packers playoff loss to the Lions on the hat man. Aaron told ESPN, quote, I just kept throwing the ball to the hat man. He was always wide open, floating high above the rest of the players. It was so scary. I just had to. Okay. Devondre Campbell, who's a linebacker, says, quote, None of us players have seen the hat man, only Aaron. But it's all pretty spooky. What if he's there, but we just can't see him? Bro. The ayahuasca, like, opened up Aaron Rodgers' mind to, like... Third eye? Basically, so now he can see the hat man at all times. Interesting. And he kicks off his 2023 season with an injury, like, in the first quarter. 
like a major injury. Well, I think he might owe the hat man money. Hmm. Well, he did sign a for what forty six million dollar deal. Well, or not deal contract. Yeah. I, I think. think he's got some to spare for the hat man. Uh, maybe what the hat man wants isn't greenbacks. Maybe it's something else. Mm. His mortal Piper. soul. His soul. There's no evidence. Un, un, there's no evident understanding, but several medical experts prove that ayahuasca triggers uncontrollable hallucinations, which plays with human psychology. Some people who have died due to these nightmares, the hat man isn't just scary, but also deadly. So in 2001, a man named Tim Brown started a blog on the hat man project. And Which is phenomenal. <laughs> if you want to dive really more is. into this, we have kind of handpicked some of the top stories yeah. to us. I but like them. If you guys want to deep dive on this more, I could not recommend the Hatman Project more. Uh -uh. This one is called The Hatman Created My Monster. My husband and I were in a long hallway waiting for test results for my baby who I just gave birth to. He was very sick. I was sitting down on a bench outside of the room the testing was being done. A very tall, dark figure with a tall black hat and cape walked by us in broad daylight. No one else seemed to notice it as they didn't see to it. Or react to it, I'm sorry. I thought he was the angel of death, so I told my husband not to look. Fearing if we looked, whatever it was thinking of bestowing upon our son would happen. We did look out of the corner of our eyes, though, and it was real. It passed through the doorway of the room, and the technician was in looking at the results and getting them ready for us. The tech who did the test came out but didn't seem bothered in the slightest and never mentioned seeing it. I couldn't believe it. I jumped up and asked her if she'd seen anything while in the room just now, but she misunderstood and said, quote, I'll tell you one thing. He won't see his bat mitzvah. He had no vital organs, end quote. I went back to my son's room totally wrecked. She was so cold and careless in, her, in the way she delivered the news about my son. No vital organs. My husband pulled me out of the chair and said, let's go. You're going for a walk outside for some air. I was in a daze, bouncing between what we'd just seen and what we'd just heard. My husband was speaking to me, but it sounded far away, and I couldn't recall anything he said. As I looked around at the beautiful spring day around us that seemed to mock my pain, everything looked so vivid. The trees, the clouds, sky. I even walked right into a tree because I was looking up and in that tree, a cross was carved. I've never been religious. My husband said to take it as a sign of hope that our son might turn out okay after all. I wish that had been true. When we went back to the hospital, the doctors told us that he did have his critical organs, but he had a terminal lung and liver disease. They gave him a life expectancy of about 40 years old. We thanked God for the time that we thought we'd have. We, <clears throat> we, thought, we thanked God for the time we thought we wouldn't have and went home with our son after a few weeks. He was a beautiful baby. I wish he had stayed that way. It started out with small things he would do around the house. 
kids do things so we we kids do things so we didn't pay attention at first then he started hurting his brother and sister then the animals we spanked him got him into treatment and counseling did the whole thing but he was diagnosed as a psychopath at the age of 19 he has caused major suffering for all of our family to the point that we had him hospitalized for a time Eventually, he left and got into drugs, violence, and jail. I don't know why, but I believe the devil put his mark on him that day. I think my son was supposed to die, but the devil had work for him. God forgive us. We should have let him die. Holy shit. Mm. I read that and I was like, uh, whoa. That is super fucking freaky and that means like the hat man is a malevolent force and he's like if he has the ability to like imbue evil into people maybe he just sat down on my bed and was like wrong house (laughs) well because the guy wasn't watching women's wrestling jerking off like because i had no soul he's an infant his little baby arms can't reach that far. No motor skills. Mm. Mm. And I'm a gender. He's like, oh, I meant to get the other house. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So this one is called Symbol Banging Monkey Announces the Hat Man. Okay. I do not like the symbol monkey. I don't either. They're, they're creepy. So this one says... I was very young and hadn't started school yet. I remember dreaming of being in my living room, some close family sitting around me. I was playing in the middle of the room when a simple banging monkey started to go off, like the old wind-up toy. The toy itself looked worn out and busted and was sat on a stand near the door of the back room. As I was looking at it, I saw the silhouette of a large man with a wide-brimmed cowboy hat style cowboy style hat and a long coat slowly looming his way through the darkness of the back room towards the open doorway to me my family told me to keep playing and to not look at him quote you can't look at him don't pay attention to him that's what they told him they weren't panicked though i was near frozen with fear and couldn't stop looking from the loud cymbal sound back to them back to the ever-approaching duster-clad midnight menace getting closer to us. As he got to the doorway, his silhouette gained some color, though it was extremely dull gray, almost green and rotten-looking. From his hat to his coat and what exposed skin I could see, he appeared to be actively decomposing. By the lack of features on his face, it almost says he was wearing a gray skin-colored wrap around his nose and mouth. His eyes, though, burned bright red, and when he got to that doorway, they were focused on me. My family never stopped telling me to turn away, pay him no mind, don't give him attention, and the monkey never quit slamming those symbols. I don't remember him ever getting to me, but I remember him crossing the threshold of that door. He had to bend over forward to fit through it, and the air around me getting cold and thin. The symbols got louder, my heart beat faster and faster. And I couldn't turn away from him after too long. I haven't seen him since then, and I'm grateful for it. So this one is fucking nuts because we actually have a 
description other than just a shadow of this thing. I thought that was really cool. It's like got decaying gray skin. Mm-hmm. When when I read that, I immediately saw the Jeepers Creepers man. Yeah. Jeepers Creepers. I wonder if that's like Jeepers what this person's Jeepers. brain Im- input like imprinted this thing as. I don't know. Because that's what it sounds like. To me, anyway. So, this one is called My Recurring Nightmare. When I was between the ages of 11 and 14, I started to have a reoccurring nightmare, which I did have a lot of reoccurring nightmares during my, like, preteen and early teens. Mm -hmm. A lot. I started to have a reoccurring nightmare. When I say reoccurring, I meant every night for months at a time. I grew up in a small house in Massapequa Park, New York. I had seven, seven siblings, two sisters, and five brothers. My parents' bedroom was on the ground floor. The other bedrooms were on the second floor. The house was built with only two bedrooms on the second floor, but my dad was eventually forced to purchase an add-on, raising the total to four. For some reason, my sisters were each given their own bedroom. This meant that the five boys had to share two rooms. For a while, my oldest brother shared a room with my brother who was closest in age to me. When he left for college, it was just me and my brother sharing the room. My oldest sister had left for college a year earlier, so there were now four rooms to be shared by five children. My younger sister always had her own room, so that didn't change. My two youngest brothers were given a room, given the room that used to belong to my oldest sister. This left myself and my closest brother to share a room with my second oldest brother getting his own room. Not sure if this is relevant, but my room and my second oldest brother's room were not originally part of the house. They were added on, as previously mentioned. It was when both of my oldest siblings had gone off to college that the darkness settled in. My second oldest brother started to exhibit irrational and disturbing behavior. He would wake up in the middle of the night and start pounding on the walls. I could hear him threatening to kill the entity he claimed to see near his closet. I spoke to him about this entity, and he said it would threaten him, so he threatened it back. Logical. I didn't know what to believe, but since I had experienced a lot of paranormal activity in that house, as young as I can remember, I did not dismiss his claims. Unfortunately, my parents did, eventually having him scooped up by white coats and brought to a psychiatric hospital, whereupon he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. I was around the age of 15 when this happened. I'm now 49. My brother is 52 and has spent the majority of his life in a psychiatric hospital being force-fed debilitating drug concoctions. My oldest brother, who I shared the room with, also used to tell me about entities that he saw and was sure would eventually get him. He died from an accidental overdose about 15 years ago. As for myself, I'm 49 and live in Manhattan with my wife and two teenage sons. I struggled with drug addiction for many years, twice spending time in rehab before finally shaking my demons loose. In regards to this entity seen by both my brothers, here's my experience. Somewhere around the age of 11, I started to have a reoccurring nightmare. I would fall asleep after playing Sega or watching something on TV and suddenly wake up again in my bed. The first few times this happened, I was unaware it was a dream. I could get up and see my brother sleeping. I could even hear my parents talking downstairs. But there was also something else. 
There was a heavy presence in the corner of the room near my closet. I felt like it was shaped like a person, but much bigger and without any discernible features. The lights were always off in this dream, but I was aware of its presence because it was somehow darker than the surrounding darkness. The presence of this thing created within me an overwhelming sense of dread. It never moved. It just stood there. Because it had no facial features, I couldn't say for sure whether it was looking at me, but I felt it. As stated before, this nightmare reoccurred every night for the, first, for the next six or so months. After the first few occurrences, I became familiar with the feeling and was as quicker to realize that I was dreaming when I woke up and felt the presence. This only served to terrify me more. After a couple months of this, I got brave enough to get out of the bed and scream at it, though I never got very close to it. A couple times, I grabbed a lamp and swine and swung. He wrote swine, but I think he meant swung. In that direction. There was even a time in which I was woken up by my parents in my kitchen holding a lamp. The prong on the cord with pieces of sheetrock on it because I had ripped it out of the wall at an angle. Eventually, I could no longer deal with this reoccurring dream and turned to drinking beer. I would drink 8 to 10 beers starting at the age of 12 so I could pass out and not dream. It worked, but I wouldn't suggest it as a best practice for any kid in high school. I never had that dream again, but it wasn't until six months ago that I finally put down the alcohol for good. I know it had something to do with that house. My parents still live there, as do my two youngest brothers. I visit there from time to time, and though it's not the most comfortable place to spend a lot of time in, I can tell you that the darkness is gone. The energy in the house is neutral. I don't think it could ever be joyful due to the scars on the wall from years of darkness. Damn, dude. I picked some good ones, huh? Yeah, you did. This whole thing's fascinating to me. It makes me think of like vampire rules, about mm-hmm. how nothing malevolent can actually enter your home without permission. Yeah. Like vampires or demons or anything, you have to give them permission to enter. I read that's also why you don't put anything like that says welcome outside your house. Yeah. I don't do that shit. We have a Ouija board. Yeah, you gotta you gotta figure it out if you wanna come in here. <laughs> Bye, George, you've cracked the code. Leave a message. Yep, goodbye. Goodbye. So That's it. Yeah, that's uh the hat man's always freaked me the fuck out. Like not like terrified way, but just like unsettling. Like uncanny yeah. valley type shit. He I don't rem- like I can't I don't recall me being, I was startled for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, as for fear or impending doom or anything like that, no. It was very quick. It was very brief. I sat up. I saw it moving and like coming to sit down on the other side of my bed. It's like I normally sleep the farthest from the door, mm-hmm. and it was sitting down on the corner closest to the door. I mean, that's. Super fucking freaky, dude. Mm-hmm. Like the one I like the hat man. When my experience, it was just in the doorway. Mm-mm. Like it never like moved toward you. No, it actually like when I set up in bed, it mm-hmm. like dematerialized into the wall. It dissipated. Yeah. Mm. So, but all right. Well, that's gonna 
do it for us in the hat man mm-hmm. sweet dreams tonight creeps <laughs> so christian if you do that voodoo that you do we appreciate you guys so so much and thank you for coming on another journey with us through spooky season we're not gonna have any stops it's just full throttle mm-hmm. um, make sure you guys are following us on the instagram facebook Make sure you guys are liking and downloading the show. And if you have any suggestions, we are always open to any suggestions. We like them. We love them. Um, mm-hmm. We do take them into account. Um, we've got pretty much a lot of this year planned, um, but we're always down for some exceptions. We'll sub. We'll sub out for yeah. something cool. We got one spooky season episode that could pivot. <gasps> Would you guys love it if you actually like had a chance to like change the course of time well, with this? That won't happen this year. No. You say that until somebody sends you well, something we're, cool. We're recording everything in the next two weeks. Eh, things can happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you have any recommendations for next year, send them. Yes. Because we do pay close attention to that. So yes. if you have any suggestions for next year, please let us know. Um, and that's it. Yeah. So until next week, guys, stay spooky. Stay creepy and stay safe. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.